Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. that place of surrender right now. Lord, we give it all to you. I lay it down. Don't let the words of this song distract you when it's talking about laying down traditions. It's not saying laying down to good things. It's saying I want a relationship over a religion. How many wants a relationship over religion? I I want to press in. I want to press in. I I don't want anything holding me back from what God is doing right now at this hour, this moment, in this day, in this country, and what he's doing around the world. In this season, God wants to move afresh on us. Amen. We learn from the past, but we live in the present, ready for the future, what God has in store for us. Amen. And so, Lord, we lay it down. This has been the heartbeat of this of this worship this morning, is that we surrender to you. We fight our our battles through worship. Uh, We draw closer to you through worship uh, we lay down our burdens and we exchange it for worship well, Lord when we learn to worship you and surrender to you we know that we can walk safe and secure we can walk with confidence knowing that he has us in his hands and so Lord we just give you praise today so today as we go into the message I have titled this man relook at Central Harbor some of you may remember, may not remember, uh, but our, the first message I preached as pastor was Central Harbor. And I began to look at it again. I don't preach a lot of messages again, but the Lord stirred my heart. So I went back and, and polished it up a little bit and made a few changes. But I felt like it was important for us to look at this again, a relook at Central Harbor. So uh, if you were here, if you're here for the first time not hearing this, uh, I want you to take the notes. Now you have something to, to follow along, take some notes and uh, let, the, let the Lord stir us as a fresh look of what the Lord has for us. How many believe that God has a destination for the Central Church of God? Amen. So let's jump into this. I, I, I made some adjustments, but I want to start back with this, this idea of harbor. And, and I won't go through the whole story I did that, that first time I preached this, but Portage is a unique place. Uh, uh, we're at a, we're at a port where, where there's harbor. There's a lot of things that took place, uh, uh, in, in, uh, commercial and, and industry because of this. But here's, here's a definition that Webster gives for harbor. It's a place of security, comfort. It's refuge. Say that with me. It's a place of security and comfort. It's, it's refuge. And, and so isn't it amazing the journey that we go on, how things become clear? It, it, this sounds a lot like being known, noticed, and loved. Did you, you see that? Isn't that amazing? I, I think God is, is, is setting us up for something. How many again wants to be known, noticed, and loved? How, how many know somebody that needs to be known, noticed, and loved? That's why you need to come out the stew night. And, and it, it, we, it used to be called Hobo Stew. I didn't mean to change the name, but I kind of adjusted a little bit. I wanted to be a, a, a KNL Stew. 
I want everybody to be out there to be no notice and love. We're going to, we're going to, you maybe need to write your name on the side of your can before you put it in so someone can blame you. I had a conversation with, with someone yesterday or last week. I said, please don't bring lima beans. They're like, I like lima beans. I'm like, I don't want lima beans. And, and he goes, well, I don't like green beans. I was, well, there'll be green beans in the stew. And then, but we're going to mix it together and find out what happens. But the whole idea of this is for us to fellowship and to get to know one another. So we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to find some groups of people that we normally don't talk to around that time and maybe ask them, what did you bring? Don't get mad at them when you find out they brought lima beans, but go ahead and make new relationships and get to know people a little bit differently. That's what this is about, so we can be known, noticed, and loved. I just want to walk through a few things. We're going to go into the book of Ephesians chapter 4, a very popular, uh, one of my favorite books, and and chapter 4 is a a hallmark passages for church that we talk about. I'm not going to pull out all the the, the insights here. I want to use it as a foundation, though, for where we're going, and and there's other seasons, other places where we'll unpack all the verses in more detail, but I want you to think about these first verses, these first eight verses under the heading calling. Everybody say calling. Now, when we're surrendered to the Lord, I, I want you to hear that all of us have a calling, okay? All of us has a, a call to do something for the kingdom of God. So listen to the, the Apostle Paul as he writes this. I, therefore, the, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Everybody say worthy. I, I want to walk in a way that's worthy of the calling that he has on my life. That means all of us has been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. That means he's, he's pulled us out of sin into salvation. I want to walk worthy of that transformation that's taken place in my life. I, I want to walk worthy of that so I can share the truth with somebody else. Amen. Verse 2 says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. This is this idea. I'm not in this journey by myself. Uh, this calling means I need to love other people. And I need to do it with a heart of lowliness, uh, of gentleness, long-suffering. We need that with one another, bearing with one another in love, right? This is how this is how we relate. We have to have love. So God, stir up love within me. We can't get past that prayer. I need my love uh, stirred up. Amen. I want to be able to deposit love into you. I want you to be able to deposit love into me. And we can only do it through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I can hold back love and that's not going to help us grow. You can hold back love. It's not going to help us grow. It's not going to help us be motivated to do kingdom work. But God, when you move in us and we understand that the fruit of spirit, what is it? The first one is love, right? So Lord, stir within us love. This is part of our calling. Endeavoring to keep, this is what love does, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. As we continue on, verse 4, there is one body. He's given us this picture. This is what happens when you have this bond of peace. This is what happens when you have this unity and when you have this love for one another. There's one body and there's one Spirit, just as you were called into one, there's this word again, say it with me, one hope of your calling. I didn't hear that. There's one Hope, amen. Hope happens here, amen. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all. And say with me, in you all, the God who created the universe, who created everything, who gives us hope. He is in us today, amen. And and so, Lord, we hold on to this, this calling that we can walk worthy of being your children because your spirit is with us. But to each one of us, 
Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. How many loves the grace that God has given us? He knew that you needed his grace. He gives you grace to be overcomers in him. He gives you grace to, to change, to adapt, to be transformed. Because when we walk in our own ways, when we walk in the way that we think and, 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 and we don't allow grace to, to, uh, to, to change us and make us. Last week we talked about the, the potter and, and the clay. That, that was the grace of God that was changing that, that pot into something else. How, how many wants the grace of God to continue to change your life? I'm not there yet. I need His grace to continue to, to work on me and, and change me. I want my heart and my, my mind to line up with His word and, and with what He has desired. So Lord, I need your grace. I need it to be measured out to me and, and so I can be what you want me to be. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captive captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. So here's the question. What, what are these gifts? So we're going to look at these. We're not going to unpack them very much this morning, but I want you to hear the gifts. But the the most important thing we're going to talk about is the purpose of these gifts. So let's jump to verse 11 in the same passage. And the King James, the New King James says this, and he himself, talking about Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. The, the New Living Translation, I, I like how these verses flow in the New Living Translation. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Verse 12 answers the question, what purpose? Okay, this is what we want to focus on right now. What purpose? Why, why did he give these gifts? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Again, the New Living Translation says this. Their responsibility, the ones who are holding the office of these gifts, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, which is the body of Christ. These gifts were given by Christ to the church to minister to the church to do what? To, to build up, to equip, to train the body, the people to do what? To do the work of the, of the ministry. We are here to do work together for the kingdom of God. And, and, there, and then we could go down a long path of what is, what are some things can I do? That's why you want to be here tonight. We're going to talk about, uh, some plans, uh, moving forward. This is going to be the initial meeting. We've got a lot of uh, time we're going to spend together over the next year unpacking these things. Uh, But I want to find my place uh, in the kingdom of God. I want to find my place in the church that God has called me to. And and, and I'm I'm hoping that you'll do the same. No matter how young or how old, there's a place for you to be able to serve in the kingdom of God. And and so, Lord, I want to find my place. And and you've given us gifts. You've trained. uh, You've given us some leaders to bring training. I I love training. Uh, I love still being trained. Uh, Even last or two weekends ago, uh, a few of us went... uh, down to Kokomo and we sat under some leadership training. I still, even though I heard, and I've heard Dr. Garman several times and he shares a lot of the same things at the beginning, but every time I hear it, it re-sparks it in me. I like that. I like that. I I write it down again. You need to pray for me. I had uh, like three or four pages of notes on my laptop disappeared. So I'm going to go get trained again to find out uh, what it said, but, uh, those things happen. You know what though? I didn't blow up. I didn't throw my laptop or my iPad at the time. I, it's just like, Lord, 
help me with this. And, and the good thing I had some other people that I have notes. I've taken some pictures. But the, the, the reason I say that is, you know, the enemy wants to bring distractions. And we can get so bent out of shape on some things that we miss what God wants to do in the moment. Lord, I, I pray, help us. I, I want to submit myself to the fruit of the Spirit. I want it to be alive in me. So what purpose is this here? The responsibility is to equip the people of God. Next verse, verse 13. This will continue. Now I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It really flows really nice. What purpose and for how long? This will continue until all, everybody say all, all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature, say mature, in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standards of Christ. That's a challenging verse right there, right? Anybody ever been called immature before? I'm sure we all have at one time. And how did it make you feel? <laughs> Not very good. But did anybody deserve it? I'll raise my hand. I've been mature and deserve to be called mature. And so this is telling us I we need to grow into faith so we won't be mature, not just in the, in the things of this world, but as believers, we need to be mature in Christ. We need to, we need our faith to uh, be expanded, and, and we need to grow in, the, in how we walk in the Lord and how we surrender to the Lord and how we, how we work for the kingdom of God. The Lord wants us to mature in what we believe, making sure that we're not, and I'll get here in just a second, that we're not just believing everything that's out there. How many knows that we've got to line up what we believe with the word of God, not what just man says, but we've got to learn what God's word says and hold on to that. I need to mature in his word. So I can measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ. God has a standard for us. And it's not a low standard. Oh, that would be so nice if it was a low standard, right? Wouldn't it be nice if the road towards heaven was just wide and big? But the scripture says it differently, right? It's narrow and it's really curvy. No, it's straight. It's a, it's a straight path. This is how you stay in line with the word. This is how now none of us are perfect. Go ahead and say to your neighbor, I'm not perfect. Now you thought I was going to tell you, say them not perfect. Say that I'm not perfect. I'm growing. I'm maturing. This is what we need to do though. We can't get stagnant and, and stuck in one place. We need to mature in Jesus Christ. We need to keep on moving forward in Him. We need to grow in Him. I want to mature in Him. So the, the behaviors that I was known for before where people would go back and scratch their hand is like, that, they're not really acting like a very mature Christian. Yeah. I, and, and I've been watching them during church instead of listening. They're, they're on Facebook. That's not maturity right there. I'll go ahead and say it. It's not. You know what? And people see what you're doing. And it's hard to build back a good reputation. Now, it's possible. Is it okay that I be real right now? It's possible, but it's hard. So how do you do that? You got to surrender first not to God. Lord, I want to surrender all to you. I want my focus on you. See, I know this is not easy preaching as a pastor, but this is what the word of God. I've prayed this morning, Lord, give me boldness, but give me a heart of love. But I've got to stir the people to follow after you and to grow in you because this verse really talks about being, getting away from immature and growing to be mature because if you're not focused, if you're not hearing the word, if you're not digesting the word, if you're not growing in him, then you're going to fall away. This, this is what verse 14 says. You're going to fall into some temptations to believe some things that are not true. Verse 14 says, then we 
we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. How many wants to know the word of God and be, be certain this is what the word of God says and that when you hear something that doesn't sound quite, quite right, you're able to go back to the word and say, no, that's not right. There's some teachings that were especially popular in the early, uh, in, in the fourth century that, that talked about who Jesus was and they, they were wrestling over the, uh, over the identity of Christ. Is he really the son of God or was he a created person? And, and there are some that believe that he, he was a son of God, but he was created to be the son of God. We know that's not right, right? We know that he is uh, the only begotten son of the father. There was others who tried to teach in the, in the, in the fourth century that there's no original sin that, uh, that uh, Adam and Eve didn't cause it or Adam wasn't the headship of, of all mankind that you, you don't sin until you sin for the first time. We know that's not right either, right? The, our word of God tells us that we're all been born into sin. And so we've got to be careful because those teachings haven't gone away. They're creeping back in uh, to churches today. And so we've got to know what we believe so I can be mature and not be taken away. Brother Raphael has a, a ministry that ministers to people who are in, in a cult. And, and what happens is what a cults are is just people who have got off track and, and, and they distorted the word of God and, and, and they get people believing the wrong things and then doing the wrong things and, and they get so caught up and they're bound and, and the Lord wants us to have freedom in him. How many knows that there's life and liberty in Jesus Christ? Uh, we're not bound uh, and that uh, we're not put under uh, this, this pressure, uh, uh, but the Holy Spirit what he does, he gives us life from within and we can live abundantly in him. So we pray this happens though, when we grow in you, mature in you. That's why it's so important to, to grow in the word, to know the the voice of the spirit speaking to us because the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy you. You heard that verse many times. This is his, this is his one goal is to distract people from truly surrendering to God. He's going to do all the tactics he can to make it happen. But when we have the word of God hidden in our heart, when the Holy Spirit, when we know he's walking with us, he can protect us from the lies of the enemy. So we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. That's what this end of that verse says. Lord, help our ears. And our heart line up with your word. Verse 15, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. I want to grow and be like Christ. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. He has a plan for each one of our, our lives to fit us together. And I believe that it's just, it's for the kingdom of God, but I also believe it's for the local church that he's called us to serve in, that the Lord wants to fit us together, working together to fulfill, to fulfill his will, plan, and purpose. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. How many wants to help other people grow? You're important to the body of Christ here at the Central Church of God. You're important in the, in the ministries that you serve and, and, the, and the attitude that you carry and the, the excitement that you, that you bring into the room and into everything that we do. It makes a difference uh, how somebody else is responding. I want to see a room full of uh, excited people whenever we, everything that we do. Tonight is a good way that you can show your excitement. Come back, be here uh, at 555 at the latest. You want to be here and, and, and come with a joy and excitement, ready to see what's going to happen. If it flops, 
we'll try again. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on trying. You understand that, right? Uh, I, I'm going to, we're going to try this. If that doesn't work, we're going to try that. Uh, I'm going to preach the word of God, but I want us to be motivated to move forward together as a body of Christ here in Portage. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the, so that the whole body is healthy. Say that with me. So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So here's the next thought. Let's continue to sell. Okay, what's next for COC uh, Central Church of God? I, I gave you this quote to you before, but I want you to hear it again. Lewis Carroll, who's known for his famous work, Alice in Wonderland, says this. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. I wanted you to hear this. God does not have CCOG on a random chorus without a planned destination. Do, do you believe that? Next, next slide. God does not have the central church of God on a random course without a planned destination. How many believes he orders the steps of the righteous? And so if he brings us together, that means he has a plan for us together, but we've got to listen to the voice of God. Where do you want me to go? How do you want us to navigate now? We have to sometimes change our course. Uh, these last couple of years have made us to alter not the final destination, but maybe alter the course that we were on to, to find God. We need your strength, but we're going to stay on course uh, with you. Amen. Here's another thought. Uh, I'm asking you to continue to take a central course together. This cruise is not a vacation. And we can talk about cruise and vacation later on. They're, they're pretty fun. But this cruise is not a vacation, but a journey. Say it with me. It's a journey for God's presence and power in our church. That's why our worship is so important because that's what ushers in the presence of the Lord. And, and we, even though we try to get done by 1230, I want to let you know, we, we, we try to be done by 1230. I know people have places to be. But you can ask Sister Bethany, there's many times I say, don't, don't get hindered by what's going on. If, if the Spirit is moving, just go with what the Spirit is doing. Amen? Because worship to God is so important. So we need to seek His presence and power in our church. I know that the ultimate destination is heaven. And I believe that the only way is Jesus Christ. But I also believe that God has a destination for our church. In this journey that we're in, he has a place for us to, to go. So there must be a course he wants Central Church of God to journey. How many believes that? There's got to be a, a course. We're not just randomly out there. He has a, a vision and a mission for us to do. So we've got to talk about it. We need the presence of God for direction. Just a couple of verses I want to share uh, that kind of talks about the presence of God. In Exodus chapter 13, uh, verse 21 and 22, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. This is talking about the people of Israel. And they were, when they were fleeing uh, uh, from the Egyptian bondage, God showed them the path to go. In the nighttime, there was a cloud, there was a pillar of fire. In the, in the daytime, there was 
was a cloud and they followed that. When it moved, they moved. And, and so but they had to keep their eyes on Jesus. But look, the, the encouragement in verse 22. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from the people of God. I want to let you know that God hasn't removed the Spirit of God from the Central Avenue Church of God. He's not removed His presence. He's not removed His direction. We've got to keep looking towards Him and keep following Him and keep taking step by step. I'm not going to fear. Just like He split the Red Seas for the children of Israel, He's making ways for us right now. I'm not going to fear, but I'm going to surrender and I'm going to follow and I'm going to keep on marching in God's army. Amen? We need the presence of God, though, for his direction. You can't count on me just to come up with a direction. I want to be in the presence of God, hearing the voice of God, being led by the Spirit of God. I want us to do this together. Lord, what do you have for us? Because we've been saying a lot. We have family. We have sons and daughters that that need to encounter you. We have neighbors around us that need to encounter you. We're on a mission to see the, the population of hell decrease so heaven can increase. Amen. So, Lord, use us. You have a, pa- a plan and a path for us. So I want to bring back to you the, the four checkpoints. Say with me, four checkpoints. First one, join the journey. Go ahead and say with me, join the journey. Now, some of you say, I've already joined the journey. So you may have to reevaluate. Maybe you have to rejoin. Anybody ever uh, canceled a subscription to something and then later on decided I need to re, uh, resubscribe to that? Maybe some of you need to resubscribe to the journey here at the church. Maybe you need to be stirred up because it's easy sometimes to get complacent and wonder. And so, Lord, I'm praying right now, stir me up as a pastor. Stir our family up. Stir the the church family up, Lord, uh, as we join this journey. And this is a checkpoint uh, that I've got to go through. Uh, You understand checkpoints, right? It's a place you have to stop before you can go on to the next place. So I've got to stop right here. Have I really joined the journey? So let me give you a few verses right here. And I want you to think about it under this thought. Wholeheartedly join the journey. Say that with me. Wholeheartedly join the journey. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. You know what that call was. I, I want to use you to lead other people uh, to salvation. How many want to be fishermen of men? How many want to see others saved? Uh, so you're being given this call right now. Join the journey of following Jesus, but find your place of ministry here at Central Church of God and winning the harvest. Then immediately they left their nets and followed him. They didn't think about it very long. Uh, this is not something that you need to think about too long. You say, God, I want to surrender to you right now. Everything. I want to lay everything down that hinders me from following the direction you have us as a church going in Jesus name. Wholeheartedly join the journey. Matthew 4, 21 and 22 reads this going on from there. He saw two other brothers. How many knows we need to add more to the journey? That's what we're seeing here, right? How many, how many believes that God is sending others our way to join the journey? 
That, that means that they may do some of the things that you're doing right now. That, that you may have to step aside and find something else to do because your talent can do this and that, but their talent can only do this. And so you need to make room for them while you're still growing. You're not jumping off ship. You're just finding another place. In leadership, we find it this way. We're all on the same bus, but maybe we're in the wrong seat. So we don't want to kick, kick people off of the bus. We just got to find the right seat for the person to be in. How many want to be in the right seat here at the church in ministry? I want to find my place here. And if I'm not in the right seat, I'm not going to get offended if it's asked like, hey, we think you can do better here so this person can do that. It's not saying you're doing a bad job. It says that we can find something better for you and that helps them because the purpose is that we're all what? Growing together, finding the plan. Is it easy? No. It's always easy to ask someone else to do something, but when it comes to you, like, hey, can you do something different? Well, wait a minute. I didn't think it would talk. I didn't think I was included in that. That's what happens. We're people. And so we've got to, Lord, help me have the right heart and attitude because this goal is not about me. It's about your kingdom. It's about your church. It's about the body. And so I want to fit in the right place doing the right thing. So he calls others to this. Uh, then he calls James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, me, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Someone say immediately. immediately. Lord, I need some things right now. Immediately, Lord, help us immediately follow you. So here's a question. How do I join the journey? Now, I, I revamped this a little bit, but here's what I'm going to ask you to commit to. By committing or recommitting to at least one of these small groups or classes outside of Sunday mornings. Now, now this list, we may not have some of that active all the time, but when it's happening, try to find this. At least one other place outside of the Sunday morning worship. It could be a women's discipleship or a men's discipleship. It could be a, a prayer meeting. We have several of those uh, going on. It could be a marriage group or a singles group. Uh, it could be Plan CCOG. It could be Young at Heart, uh, which happens this Saturday at, at 12 o'clock here. It could be student ministries or young adult ministries, children's ministries. You can get involved in that. I'm so excited that uh, some of our, our uh, senior saints are ministering to the young uh, people and we appreciate their their heart. And, and Sister Connie's back there right now playing the piano and leading them in worship. And the kids love that. Amen. And, and so we commend that. But we need others to help volunteer maybe just once a month or once every six weeks. I know Sister Ashley could use some help. In fact, our goal is to get her enough support that every once in a while she can come be in a service. Amen. How many agrees that she, that would be good for her. We want her to be a part of fill this. And, and so we need everybody to find their place, a, a discipleship group, Wednesday night in leadership buildings. This is some ways that you can join the journey. All right. Checkpoint number two. Are you ready? Desire the journey. Say that with me. Desire the journey. Here's a few verses, and I want you to think about this. Wholeheartedly desire the journey. Psalms chapter 37, verses 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Right? How many wants the desires of your heart to, uh, to be fulfilled? But you have to desire something. When you want and desire it, then that's what you're saying, Lord, let this happen. So I'm asking you, pray, Lord, help me to desire this journey with this church with this family, with this body, so we can do kingdom work together. Verse 5 says this, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. How many needs to trust the Lord a little bit more? I know I do. I, Lord, I say I do, but I just got to keep giving you my trust. I got to keep leaning on you. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. How many believes the word of the Lord that he will bring it to pass? So wholeheartedly desire the journey. 
How do I desire the journey? I wish I could give you a better answer, but the truth is you have to want it. And no one can help you with that other than yourself. Say it right now. I have to want it. By completely, and this is so amazing, Sister Bethany didn't know what I had, but completely surrendered to God. Isn't this amazing? The Lord moving on. Completely surrendered. That's how we desire that. Checkpoint number three. You ready? Stay the journey. Say it with me. Stay the journey. Wholeheartedly stay the journey. Second Timothy chapter four, verse nine and 11. Paul describes some things that he dealt with as, as a leader and a minister. He says, Timothy, please come to me as soon as you can. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Paul lost some people along the way on the journey because their attention got dis- distracted by the things of the world. They, 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 their attention got pulled with something else. And, and so he had to deal with this. And then he says, uh, Christian, he also gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Lamatia. Several just left him kind of abandoned ship. But then he says, only Luke is with me. Somebody is still with me. Mark with, but bring Mark with you. I need some other people. He says, bring Mark with you when you come for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. The Lord wants to help our ministries. There's not just one ministry here. It's not, it's a pulpit ministry. There's several ministries and, and, and the people that you know and, and bringing here soon, we're going to be doing buy a tree, change a life. This is a great place to get people who don't already come to church to, uh, to, to come help you work on, on site and, and be with it. It's okay. We'll let some of them in just to, uh, to help us out. And that has a way of them to connect. We need other people to help in the ministry. And so we want to be wholeheartedly. We want to stay the journey. Say it with me one more time. Stay the journey. So here's the question. How do I stay the journey? By holding on that God has good things in store for us. Be at every Sunday morning worship service that you can. Come when you feel like it and come when you don't feel like it. Make Sunday morning worship a priority. Let your boss know. Let your family know. Let your bed know and let your body know, your mind know and your heart know. Here's the verse. I was glad when they said unto me, say with me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to encourage you. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself, I'm going. Now, if you're sick and coughing and throwing up, stay at home. <laughs> but if it's just a body ache, if it's just something that you're, you're, you're dealing with, and, and, and cause we do also believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. We, we believe that someone can come in faith and God can touch them and heal them in Jesus name. But there are some times we have to just, we just got to get ourselves motivated. I'm going ahead and say it. I don't hide anything. There's some that are teaching right now. It's like, you've got to accept that there's going to be an online church. Yes, I want to minister to people online, but I'm not going to replace this with online. In fact, I know we were praying with a pastor this past week and they turned off their online service because they got frustrated with everybody staying at home. They're like, if you want to hear what God has to say, come here. Now, I, I, I'm not doing that yet, but what we're saying is when you're watching online, we want it for this purpose. Uh, we want you to be able, if you're not able to be here or if you're serving, I know Sister Nat, a lot of times she serves in the children's church, but then she goes back and watches a message. Well, that takes a lot of extra time. She's devoted and dedicated. I want to hear what God is saying. 
and uh, I know Brother Raphael has to leave to go to work, but he goes back and, and checks out the live stream later on. Bye, Brother Raphael. We're praying for you. Uh, we're praying. I want to pray right now because he's looking for a different job so he didn't have to leave service. And so, Lord, we begin to claim it in the mighty name of Jesus. You have the right place for him because he wants to serve here. And so uh, we believe that in Jesus' name. So we have the live stream so people can go back, catch up, find out what God is saying. If you're working, you can't be here. That's what it's for. It's not. And I'm sorry if it offends you. It's not just to stay home because you don't want to come to the house of God. It's about we need to be in the house of God together. I know that's not popular, but I got over being popular a long time ago. Don't amen that. That, That's uh, you're saying I'm not popular. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you, sure. See, we isn't we got to have fun in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's a good place for amen. I, I know you're. I'm just playing with you. Here's our final one. Share the journey. Wholeheartedly share the journey. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Our praise team is coming back this way. You know the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the commission we've all been given. That's what we're going to talk about in these plan COG for the next several months. We're going to break down what's what's the vision that God has for us. What's the mission? Because the the mission is the same for all churches to fulfill the Great Commission. But the vision is help us here, Lord, find a path that you want for us to do. We're in partnership with the other churches in Portage, but we also realize that God has a, a, a direct path for us that we're going to do some things that other churches are not doing. And they're doing some things that we're not doing because we're in the body of Christ together to win the harvest of Portage in the surrounding areas. So, Lord, I, I pray as we've looked at this message again, it's not because I didn't have anything else to preach. I felt stirred, Lord, at the beginning of this, this new year of us serving as pastor. I want to be wholehearted in this with you. I want us to seek God in his presence. But I realize what we experience here has to be more than a Sunday morning experience. His presence is here when we have our prayer meetings and our Bible studies, growing in discipleship. But the whole purpose of this has to fall back on share the journey. To share the journey of the love of Christ with our lost friends, family, the people we come encounter with. This is the the great commission. If you're here this morning or if you're watching online, I I thank you for being online. Please don't be offended when I try to encourage folks to be here. But we want you to hear if you're listening to this message that Jesus loves you and he wants you to join the journey with him. And it may then as you're growing in Christ, you may be in a different location, you may be in another state, but I encourage you to find a church to join the journey with them. Because that's where you're going to grow That's where you're going to be fed, and that's where you're going to be able to minister out of. So with every person standing, if you're able to this morning, I want to ask the the question, if you're here today, I didn't preach a lot on the, the salvation in Jesus Christ, but I want you to hear this, that Jesus died on the cross 
for us to give us life in him. Every one of us have been born into sin and he wants to change our heart and bring us into his family. And you do that by just asking God to come into your heart. So if you're here this morning, you need Jesus in your life. You may not completely understand that statement, but your heart's being stirred this morning. I just want you to raise your hand. And if you're watching online, my number's on the screen. You can reach out to me today. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone here today say, I just need to surrender my life to Christ? I'm going to pray this prayer for those watching and, and hearing. Heavenly Father, I pray that you move on the hearts of those who've heard this message. And even that small portion, it just points to you as our Savior. That's so important. That's what the journey that we're joining is a walk with you. But along that path, you want us to connect with the body of Christ, which is the church, to grow in you, to mature in you, and to do service for the kingdom of God. Every one of us has a place to serve. Lord, that's what we're on, this quest to find out where that place is for us. Lord, I ask you to lead us here in these next few moments in this altar service as we commit to you, as we relook at this journey together. We're going to sing a song here, but I'm going to invite everyone who will. This this uh, verse again immediately comes to my mind. Who says, I'm ready to join this journey. I'm going to give my very best in serving the kingdom of God here. I'm not going to delay this long, but I'm going to ask you if you're ready to join or recommit, whatever it is, so I'm ready to be a part of this where God has just come and fill these altars and let's sing this song together.
you raise your hands. Heavenly Father, let's pray over our congregation, over our church. Together, we're in ministry, serving the kingdom of God and desiring to see lives change and transform. Lord, we pray first for our families, our, our loved ones, because they're so close and connected to us and, and we have such a burden for them. So we pray again for our sons and daughters. Uh, uh, Lord, I, I pray for all that was here last week that heard the, the gospel that were related to people in this church that, that came, that Lord, that you stir something within them. Even the day, remind them of what they heard. And, and Lord, I, I pray a, a covering over our families. And then Lord, we pray right now that you will energize us in, in this last days. Uh, Lord, we know your return is near. There's there's rumors of wars. Uh, the weather keeps changing and all kinds of signs are happening. But until you come, Lord, we want to be found faithful doing the work of the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we pray, unite us, empower us, energize us, Lord, and we pray, for, motivate us, whatever we need, oh God. We pray, help us, oh God, as we join this journey, Lord, as we desire this journey, as we stay this journey, and Lord, as we share this journey, we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Pastor Ryan's going to close this in prayer. If you need special prayer, just come see me and I'll pray with you. And again, I encourage you again, come back tonight. We're going to have a great time in fellowship and hearing from what God has for us.